Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Hello, everybody. My name is Jerome, and we kicked off last week a new series called Moment, and that will continue all the way through Easter. One moment with Jesus can change everything. And one moment in history is how we can say that there is a victory over death, and that's that Jesus rose from the grave. Christ is victorious. It's done. He won. Now we can be one. And then we walk in that light, that freedom, that newness. City life, this is your moment to come back home to Jesus This is your moment to remember Jesus, and this is your moment maybe to tell somebody about Jesus. Before he rose from the dead, it was the darkest hour this planet has ever seen, and we will have it on our calendar, and as followers of Jesus, uh, remember that by what is known as Good Friday. Well, there's nothing good about Friday if we don't know the other side of the story. But the other side of the story, the glory, is so powerful because of how bad the bad news is that all sin, all sin was upon Jesus, but whose sin? Our sin, and who, how many people are sinners? Everyone. And what is the wages of sin? Death. And we, apart from resurrection, life, grace, faith, Jesus, born again, we're dead in sin. And that can almost seem morbid, but the story is not that the enemy would get the the glory or the banner of what happened in the garden in the fall, but that the garden would get restored, that we could be one with God, that life was greater than death, that Jesus is greater than sin, and that we can't, but he can, and it is finished. So we pray that this season will awaken us in a fresh way, not formality, That Easter party is an Easter party. It is a moment that we worship with so much reverence and awe and celebration that we are brand new. Amen? There's a song by Simon and Garfunkel. And it goes, Hello, darkness, my old friend. And Scripture shows this contrast all the time. Literally and figuratively, darkness is our state that we were in when we're in sin. But when we're born again, we walk in the light, the light of the Lord, and Christ is the light. Now, darkness can literally be bad, and a lot of the bad things I did was at night and in dark, but it it can be amoral as well. You might work in third shift, and bad things don't happen, have to happen in darkness, but I think we all understand, literally and figuratively, that not all good things happen at night because you can't see. And sometimes we can't see because we're walking in the kingdom of darkness, and when we let go of that, the prison cells opened, we walk out, but sometimes we go back in because it's our old friend. And I pray today that darkness would not be our friend. It is not my friend. It is not your friend. 
moment is a very brief period of time and one moment can be so instrumental in our life, it can be pivotal, it is a game changer. So church, city life, never forget where you came from. Your testimony might not be like mine, mine isn't like yours, but what is for sure is that we needed to be born into the kingdom of light from the kingdom of darkness only by the grace of God. And we're repeating it because it's profound. And then when we're as followers of Jesus Christ, in 1 Thessalonians 5, look at this. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or darkness. So then, let us not sleep like the rest, but let us stay awake and be self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled and put on the armor of faith and love and a helmet of hope and salvation. There's a new life we walk in as children of the day, children of light who don't belong to the darkness anymore. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, never forget where you came from, but now you are the light, you are light in the Lord. Now walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness. Here's what light looks like. Goodness, righteousness, truth. Testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful, shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by light is made visible. For what makes everything visible is light. Therefore it is said, get up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Now, there's, been, there's moments if you and I are in the car that I could tell you if it was profitable and responsible what my darkest moments look like if it was helpful in that moment. But on stage, there's a level of, that's irresponsible to just, let's break down and talk about how dark it was, exactly what were you doing? Sin is sin, and darkness is shameful, and it, we don't even need to mention it in the full totality. But sometimes we like to. It's almost that uh, TMZ Christianity or, you know, National Enquirer, we're just like, so what'd you really do? <laughs> How many drugs did you really do? How dark was it really? It was dark for every single one of us. And Ephesians reminds us that, hey, for it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. It's my old life. Now, of course, there's a pull and there's a temptation. There's an attack. There's a real battle. The kingdom of darkness led by Satan and demons, which this is just, can feel like a sci-fi movie for a moment, the kingdom of God, Jesus and angels, the triune God, God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, but that what we see is temporary and that what is unseen is eternal because that speaks to your soul. Not all things we can understand here. And though I don't understand the mysteries of what's unseen, I can see that there is a battle. Love. Hate, good, 
evil. You can just see that there's a battle. All the stories of the movies we watch over and over again, darkness to light, there's a battle going on all the time. And that's why Jesus stepped in to destroy the kingdom of darkness, to wage war, but not in a way that, would, that we would understand because we want power and control and uh, show us what winning looks like now. But he rode to his death on a donkey, peacefully, as a lamb, willing to sacrifice and become sin. He who knew no sin for me and for you. Who's like this Jesus? So powerful and so profound. So on the other side of the resurrection is the darkness. And let's just look at who is our, the one who's victorious, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And look at John 8. Jesus speaks to him. He says, I'm the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Hallelujah. Because what this means is when we don't know where to turn on the light and we can't see, we have a leader who can. And what he's saying is, hey, if you want to know how to live and walk in the light, follow me. But he won't force it. 1 John 1 says, What was from the beginning we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was revealed and we have seen it and testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. And that text is there to say, we saw the light, we saw the word, we saw God in the flesh, the one who dwelt among Jesus. And now some 2,000 years later, this message is still being proclaimed on the other side of the planet. And one of the greatest signs of evidence, in my opinion, that, uh, it, it, that Jesus lives. Now, I had a moment, my moment from darkness to life was profound in a way that God met me and showed up in such a way that I could, I could never doubt it. Now, will I doubt? Yeah, you start to think, well, did I make that up? And was Jesus real in that moment? And then you intellectually start to break it down at times. You're like, okay, I need some evidence for this. And one of the strongest pieces of evidence from darkness to light and why people would follow Jesus and why this gospel is worth all of our lives is the followers of Jesus, almost all of them were killed for what they believed. If they hadn't seen it, why would they die? And they didn't die fighting they died surrendering. What? They must have got a hold of a light worth following that was worth their lives. So who does Jesus show up for? And this is where it starts to get good news, friends. This is our moment. City Life, if you uh, are walking in darkness today, there's light for us. If you feel like an outcast, forgotten, there is light and hope for us. This is our moment. Or if there's somebody that you think could never come back home, do not give up on them. If they are alive, they are still ripe for God to do a new thing, for God to make them born again. The harvest is ready. It's just that the laborers are few. And I pray that this is a champion cry for us to say, oh, Easter's not just something we're going to celebrate. It's something that we want to participate in into God's glorious good news to proclaim it to somebody. Tell somebody. You know, when Jesus showed up in the scene, he uh, comes in a church service and he reads out of the uh, the scroll from the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus says this, the spirit of the Lord is on me. 
because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight of the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolls it up, and this is fulfilled. Why? Him. He's the fulfillment to go after all of mankind, but to first prioritize poor prisoners, forgotten, those that are in darkness. See, those in dark moments, Jesus comes to bring light. We have the power of technology where we can just hit a switch and electricity and so much of the great advancements um, of people that have engineered and created so much advancement technologically that we benefit from. But if you could go back to a moment, if you didn't even know how to start a fire, and it's a cloudy night, and then someone brings you a light, whoa, I'm with him. And that's exactly what Jesus does. And look at Luke chapter 5. We're looking more at Jesus and uh, setting the scene of who he's going after and moving into the cross in a few weeks and then on the other side. And verse 27, it says, After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. Well, how fitting for those that have been doing taxes, some that get money back, shout out to you. Others that pay, I'm like, how in the world do we still owe? I have so many kids, Crystal and I, there's seven deep. How do we owe? And that's another topic another day, but there's a tension when you owe somebody who's trying to collect you, collect from you, right? And so Jesus sees Levi at the tax office and he said to him, follow me. So leaving everything, he got up and began to follow him. Then Levi hosted a grand banquet for him at his house. Now there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others who were reclining at the table with them. So picture this. Jesus is at a table with who? The kingdom of light is at a table with those that are living in darkness. You think, well, just tax collector. How is that darkness? Well, tax collectors are seen as traitors of the day. Because those that were Jewish and now working for the Roman regime and empire, you think, well, why are you collecting for them and you're not helping our people? And then they would be on the highway or the byway where you would travel and you would go by and here's this booth you have to kind of pay to get on the, 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 the nice toll highway, if you will. But they had already negotiated contracts and anything extra they grab is profit in the pocket. Now, when you get paid on commission, sometimes you might distort the commitment, get greedy in the moment. We think, oh, that would never happen to me. Well, watch Lord of the Rings. It's like, my precious. Gold, power corrupts people. It corrupts all of us. And tax collectors are for sure people that you would think is unlikely that Jesus would be at the table with. But the Pharisees, watching this, the religious teachers of the day and the scribes, they're complaining to his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Now, if you relate with being a tax collector and a sinner, this is where you say, thank God he sits with me. But the other side is if you relate and you feel like you're all cleaned up and I'm better than, well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so, well, then we might fall in this crowd. Well, why is Jesus sitting with the tax collectors and sinners? 
And Jesus knowing, he replies, look at this. It is not for those who are healthy who need a doctor, but for those who are sick. (sighs) This is why, church, there's no people like us. Not because we're special, but because we realize we have been born again and we want more people to come in. And it's just sharing that good news. That we can't, but he can I can't earn it. I don't deserve it. But that God's grace is for you too. You don't have to walk down in shame and all the stuff that you carry. No, come here. You're a child of God. And should that grace cause us to just going on sitting and not obey? Well, absolutely not. That's cheap grace. But to understand grace that I was in darkness and now I'm in light means fine, I'm with him. If you're not, it doesn't, I'm with him. Because he was recruiting me when no one else wanted me. The kingdom of darkness was recruiting me, but Satan, he, he, when he gets you with uh, uh, excitement at first. It'll be fun, and boy, it fulfills for a moment. But when he comes to collect, and I'm literally sitting in jail all alone, who wants you in those moments? Harvard's not recruiting you in those moments. Businesses aren't recruiting you in those moments. But Jesus was. That's why... You know, David's like a type pointing to Christ. David, when he was in a cave with the least, the last, and the lost. And that's who took the city eventually. Because God has a way to major on those who are forgotten. It's so beautiful. That's why even if we are in a power or a, a position of prestige, that we would give it away, recognizing that Christ is the humble servant who poured out his life. Hallelujah. So this is who Jesus comes for. He comes for the tax collectors. He comes for the sinners. He comes for those who are sick. And one moment with him can change everything. Now you might instantly say, well, all right, how far do we go? Well, you probably don't go alone if you have some type of struggle or that you would relapse, so to speak, right? And relapse doesn't have to mean some type of uh, drug addiction or alcohol addiction. It could mean in a whole slew of things that, hey, let's, let's take somebody with me. Or, hey, that's not for me. Let's pray somebody else God would send there. Let's use be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Uh, so uh, we do change our life and navigate differently. But I think sometimes that idea where, well, um, if Jesus is really wanting to save people where the wild things are, When do we tell them how to live? And what's key to know, I think, for Jesus stepping into darkness is association is not agreement. Just because he was associated with them doesn't mean he agreed with them. But sometimes, once we get cleaned up, we don't want to associate the same. You know? I remember those moments, like, I wasn't even in my right mind, and I, I was so far gone, anything could have happened. But then you start to get cleaned up and I'm at the light at 5.30 in the morning and some ladies literally on MLK walking to me and she's like, I'm stranded. I need some place to go. And I'm sitting there having a conversation with her, feeling a little uncomfortable because I'm not in that level of volatility today. There's a measure that once I got cleaned up, I'm like, what is going on? What do you mean you're stranded? You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a game plan. Like we got to agree with the strategy here. How are you, wait, what's happening? 
And I was like, I think we've met before. <laughs> and I think we had. And we started talking. Too late. Especially when you got a little bit of past, you look over your shoulder like, who's at the door? <laughs> the, it's like 520 on daylight savings time. Association is not agreement. But before somebody would ever repent, we must understand the heart of heaven. Romans 2, uh, verse 3. Do you think anyone of you who judges those who do such things yet do the same, that you will escape God's judgment? Or do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint, patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So, of course, there's judgment. But it was God's kindness that led us to repentance. So as followers of Jesus, we don't shame or blame people. We're not condemning people into become a part of our church. We're people pointing all together saying, this is the Savior. This is the light of the world. This is the one who can save and redeem all of us. And I'm just like you. I was dead in sin. I was in darkness. I can't forget where I come from. And I'm a child of the day now. So I can help be with you on this journey. But it's only the chief shepherd who's really leading us. And that's grace. And it's so powerful. There's a line in um, the song, Moment. And that's kind of where this concept comes from is, but we all relate with it. We, this song of one moment going back to dark moments in my life represents the dark moments that we all have in all of our own lives. And one of the lines is, you called me out of the darkness and into the light. Because even in the darkest hours, it was as if there was something pulling me saying, you're not made for this. Written on my heart. Get out of here. What are you doing? You get bored, you get used to it. We get really good at sin. We get calloused, numb. And where darkness is like, hello darkness, my old friend. And sometimes it can be as, hello darkness, my friend. Not even old friend. And darkness is a lie. And so in this um, video we'll show, just to tee it up real quick, we were in a really like out there abandoned warehouse in Detroit. Um, and we found this random bathroom that was functioning. It was, it was the bathroom you use. And in the video, you think it's almost the bathroom we destroyed, but it was the bathroom you use. So it was, this is your bathroom. And it, it's really rough and graphic, but there's a mirror there. And the mirror was to illustrate, in my darkest moments, I remember being so gone and I would just go in the bathroom and stare in the mirror and talk to myself. But it was really, I think, God talking to me and saying, hey, come on, make the change, make the change, make the change. And I remember one of my buddies, one time he goes, are you in the bathroom again just looking in the mirror talking to yourself, weirdo? <laughs> I was like, dude, shut up, I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> That's how we were, you know? But he called me out of that darkness, and he's calling all of us out of that darkness and into the light. This is moment. It's the free arrow umbrella from the sun. 
And at the end of the day, only one matters Only God can judge me for what comes after There's only one story and in final chapter Pressure left, there's only one master It's our joy, always run faster Run the ball, let it run it back But I run it back, he's coming back It's 7-4, but I check the score and it's a wrap Ha! And tell me, do you feel me now? Nah! And turn the music up or turn it down with a new breed, I am Mike with a Bruce Lee. He won't stop, we won't stop. Rich Rod and a Hoopty, you better check in. And if we driving right, and no more wreckage, we gave our driving rights. It's the spirit down into the depths of our soul. It's that passion held down deep inside of our bones. And how sweet the day, or when we finally home. We not hug the world, but we all across the globe. You call me out from the night and into your I want to invite the worship team up front. Uh, there's more of the message, but just just sense that it's kind of like no more talking. I just think the Lord really wants to do a work in this place and in some of our hearts. And uh, there's no there's no barrier in this moment. 
there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. There's no peer pressure. There's just an opportunity to respond to Jesus. And some ways that might be helpful for us to think of how we would respond is maybe right now, even someone listening or watching and in this room is that it's just dark and there's no way around it. And you have no idea how to get out. You know, God is so gentle and loving that he'll come to the door. He'll come to your home. He'll come to your table. He'll meet you right where you're at. But he won't force it upon you. In interactions with Jesus, there was some that were slow and delayed and maybe others that processed later. And, that, and that's okay. That's beautiful. Like Nicodemus comes at night, asks Jesus, what must I do to be born again? Probably intrigued, curious, thinking, I think the Pharisees might have it wrong. There's something about this Jesus. But then there's others that gave up family businesses in a moment, in an instance, and immediately followed him. I don't know which tier you find yourself in today, but that today is the day of salvation. That maybe this moment here would be your moment. Just, Jesus, it's dark. I don't know how. In another way that someone might be in darkness today is just straight up living in darkness. Living in some, some type of sin or some situation that you just don't know how to get out and you just want help and Today, surrendering and saying, God, I confess this sin. Help me live in light. It's been a friend for too long. And I don't want this to be a friend anymore. And I'm going to make a step into the light. And this is my moment. And then last, even hearing today, I think this is where I've got to be careful that I don't fall into the most in this particular moment, which is, am I lighting my lamp and then hiding it? See, because what I can do now is just preach on a Sunday. There's enough church stuff to keep me busy, hands down, that Maybe I'm not out there at the light talking to that person anymore. Maybe I'm not out there at the supermarket as much just because there's a lot of tasks. Maybe I'm not out there finding someone that I'm just asking, Holy Spirit, who do I tell this to? Who do I just knock on the shoulder? And, and to have that level of urgency still in my heart, to not lose that. Maybe that's you today. Hiding the light. And so there's no shame. There's no condemnation, but there is an opportunity to respond from darkness to light in any situation you're in. If you fall in one of those categories, 
I'm just gonna be bold enough to say this. I think this might be a moment that you would just get out of your seat and come up front and, and sing in a new, fresh way. And I know there's a level of fear and who's looking and what do they think I did? Who cares? What do they think I'm in? Who cares? And I think God wants to do something so powerful from darkness to light, something so fresh, something so new, death to life right here in this moment, graves to garden. And that's what they'll be singing. And so you don't have to wait till I pray. You can initiate anytime you want. And you don't have to come instantly, but know that there is an opportunity at this altar today. If you're in darkness and it's dark and you don't know how, but you just know who, and you're like, I got to get out of my seat and I'll come up front. If you find yourself that's been living in darkness, that you don't want this sin, you don't want this level of chains and conviction in prison anymore or condemnation, that you're going to walk in new conviction, and you're just going to get up front and I invite you to do that. And then lastly, if you've been hiding the light in some way, shape, or form, I invite you to come up front as we sing and as we worship and as we don't just hear but as we surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit in this moment right here right now in Jesus Christ's name graves to garden darkness to light I search the world Treasures to fade are never enough. Then you came along and pulled me back together. Every desire is now satisfied here in your love. very brave 
man who said, you know, I've never been this vulnerable before. I said, man, when we are weak, we're strong. That's awesome, way to be vulnerable. And it was a powerful moment because sometimes we think we need to be strong. And I love the lyrics that you were singing. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness. I thought, oh, let's go right back there for a moment. And maybe there's a level that I don't want to go up alone. If you feel like you need to come up, we just, or like, just maybe you don't even feel it, but will you be brave enough to ask the person on the left or the right, say, hey, is this your moment? Do you want to go up front? I don't even know why or what, but I'll go with you. Just ask the person on the left and right. Like, I'll go with you. I don't know what it is, and we might need to create some space if you got to do it. Like, I'll go with you. It took that for me. I remember somebody had to ask me on the shoulder, do you got to go up front? Like, are you in a dark situation? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then she went with me. So just ask, you got to come. This could, this could be a moment. I think God wants to do something new here. There's, there's not, again, not pressure, but you've been in darkness and you feel like you got to make a step and you feel your heart beating through your chest. You know that God is doing something right here, right now, and that in this moment, this is your moment. And we pray that nothing will hold you back. There's no devil that will hold you back. There's no shame. There's no uh, level of, of, well, you're not good enough. You don't deserve it, or people are gonna judge you. Who cares? Jesus didn't come for the healthy, he came for the sick. In Jesus' name, there's freedom in this place. There's freedom in this place. There's freedom in this place. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We are not afraid to show you our weakness. Let's sing that again. Jesus, thank you, God.
moment that God is, is making new in an instant, a lifetime of turmoil. I think that God is turning on the light in moments that are so dark and you can see clearly like you've never seen before. I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit that generational junk that God is giving you a glimpse of what he is doing new in and through you. Yes, you in Jesus' name. You might feel unworthy. He doesn't come for the healthy. He comes for the sick. And that's good news, friends. That's good news. He's the only one who can. God, we thank you for the opportunity today to gather, to hear your word. God, we thank you for meeting us where we're at in loving us too much to leave us the same. We thank you that there was no situation too dark that you wouldn't step into. God, we thank you that you've called each one of us by name. God, we thank you that this moment is not insignificant. This is a mighty moment. We thank you for your presence and your power and your peace that passes all understanding. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, Amen. Come on, give it up for God today for the light he's doing in our lives. Hey, before we get out of here, we're riding a wave all the way into Easter. And at the Easter celebration, Resurrection Sunday on April 9th, we will have a 10 a.m. and 11.30 service, but just afterwards, we're going to have a party because there ain't no party like a Christian party because a Christian party don't stop because it's not just 24 hours a day. It's going to be forever and ever and ever. So we got to get a theology of celebration. So we will have a party with food and the team. They dream so big. They told me this week, it was like, uh, I can't even do the sound, but picture like a, a helicopter in the sky dropping down and bunch of Easter eggs for all the kids to come and at the party get their bags filled from an Easter egg drop from a helicopter. That's happening on Easter Sunday here. And then we'll have uh, food, we'll have a three-point contest, half-court contest, knockout contest, some live performances, but that's just the party. The whole point of it is that this is our moment to go all in with Jesus. This is your moment to invite somebody. This is your moment to step out of fear and say, hey, I want to connect. This might be your moment where you say, ah, will you just come with me? And that the good news of Jesus can transform the one's life so that they can come back home. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. And so we're going to be challenging all of us to kind of get out of our comfort zones. And uh, we'll also have family photos that day. And the party, though, I will say this. Look, the party's going to be about seven Gs, y'all but it's gonna be worth it. So if you're here today and you're like, I, I wanna invest in the party on our giving site, you can hit the drop down menu. There'll be Easter party up the next few weeks. So you'll be hearing about it. This is the first time today. Thank you for being here. We pray God's blessing on you. We're gonna see you next Sunday. We're gonna continue moment. We got somebody special in the house. 
oh, it's gonna be a mighty Sunday, 10 a.m. and 11.30, all races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're gonna keep loving this city one life at a time. And we're not gonna stop until Jesus comes back and makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. Go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.